Hello everyone and welcome to episode two of Inside Out. I would like to thank all of you who joined us last week and also for the fantastic feedback and uh, appreciation. This episode is going to be streamed live both on Facebook and YouTube on my YouTube channel that is Inside Out with W.V. Raman. I would like to request all of you on YouTube to put up your comments and also to subscribe once you finish watching this episode. Tonight's guest is a man who started off as a printer and then went into journalism writing about tennis. He encouraged his daughter at the age of six to take up tennis. That girl made rapid progress, which forced him to don multiple roles. He was uh, the cliched uh, uh, friend philosopher, right? Apart from uh, juggling with the roles of coach and manager. Under his guidance, girl made rapid progress and uh, went on to become an icon in women's tennis. Yes, I'm referring to Sanya Mirza, and it's a matter of pride for all of us. She's from this neck of the woods. The father and daughter journey has been a long one. It has had a share of success and strife, triumph and tribulations. But all the same, it has been a fabulous one. To reveal more about the journey and also to give a secret as to what it takes to don various roles and to parent a sports person, I have the man himself as Imran Mizza, the man behind Sanya Mizza's success. It's my pleasure to present uh, Imran Mizza to all of you. Welcome, Imran. It's fantastic to have you on the show. Lovely to be here. Yes, yeah, starting off, uh, your uh, connect with sport has always been there from your younger days. Uh, your uh, relative Gulam Mahmood was a fantastic off spinner and a great star in his days. And then Asif Iqbal is also related to you. And you've also been a very enthusiastic uh, cricketer and tennis player. So that way, the connect to sport has always been there. Uh, absolutely. I think it was a way of life as far as our family was concerned. You know, someone had to play a sport and be involved with sport and cricket happened to be the most popular one in our, in our family. Uh, we did follow tennis a little bit. I played a bit of tennis too uh, in my college days, but uh, not at a very high level. Uh, so when Sanya actually uh, was old enough to start a sport, which was a natural thing to do, uh, I preferred tennis, which was my second love after cricket. Uh, I probably didn't know that 28 years down the road, there would be a gentleman called W.V. Raman taking care of the women's, uh, women's cricket in India. Otherwise, she might have got into tennis, uh, into cricket instead of tennis. Uh, I, wouldn't, I, thought, I didn't know 28 months prior to this that I would be taking care of the Indian women's team myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but for some reason, I thought that cricket was not a game for, for girls and I, th I preferred uh, tennis. And... Uh, uh, that's what she started to play at the age of six and a half, and uh, the rest is history. Yeah, I can imagine because the options were limited then, and cricket was not that appealing then, for especially for girls. Now, General, to just uh, give us an idea of what it was like then when she started and when you put her into tennis, mm. what was the kind of infrastructure that was available? What were the training methods and what was the level of coaching? Just to you know, give us an idea of what it was. Well, uh, we, they used to play on cow dung courts at that time and uh, finding a hard court was uh, almost virtually impossible. 
And I think at that point of time in Hyderabad, there were about two hard courts, one of them at a, at a gentleman's house. And uh, we had to take a very special permission to go and uh, practice on that court. And uh, he would normally be there at 7 o'clock for a 7.15 hit. And uh, he would probably get up at about 8.30 or 9. And we would be hanging around there to get a chance to play on his court. So those were the, the, the infrastructure was non-existent, if I may say so. And, uh, yeah, now, uh, Sanya getting into tennis, was it her choice or was it uh, something that you nudged her into? Well, when she started out, it was definitely not about making it really big. It was about enjoying sport. And that's the way we've always, always played sport in our family, whether it's cricket or tennis or any other thing. And uh, it was, uh, I think, uh, sport is something that teaches you so much in life about uh, winning and losing. And, you know, to, uh, I think it is, it is uh, life in a, in, a, in, a, uh, in a very small, small world that you learn to understand and then try and use it in your, your life. And uh, uh, she started off uh, to enjoy the sport. And, for the f and on the first or second day, I, I got a call from her coach in the club where she started off with her mother. Uh, saying that you have to come and watch her, sir. She is absolutely unbelievable. And uh, I really thought that that was exaggerating. And for six months, I didn't bother to go to the tennis court, very frankly. And uh, six months later, when I actually went and saw her for the first time, uh, I did see something very special in her. And I think I did have some talent to, to understand what, uh, what uh, sport was about. And that's the time when I decided that we needed to encourage her. And uh, she went from one stride to another. Yeah, you learned a lot about tennis and the various intricacies of tennis when you were covering tennis as a journalist. Now, later on, you know, uh, with the passage of time, you started coaching Sanya. So does it speak of your self-confidence about the knowledge you gained or was it uh, something necessitated by the financial constraints? Uh, both. Actually, actually, I think I always believe that I had uh, a lot of uh, understanding of ball games, whether it was cricket or, or tennis. I may not have played that well, but uh, I understood the game. I probably would have made a better captain than a player in both the sports. And uh, I had the confidence that I could understand and imbibe the, 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 the required uh, talent that she needed. And uh, that's how it went about. And it was also about affordability. Like uh, it, was, it was tough times for sure. You know, we were not able to, to afford uh, professional coaches. And apart from that, uh, you know, uh, finding professional coaches who knew enough about the sport in India was also another another thing altogether. And uh, uh, affording a foreign coach at that point of time was virtually impossible. Okay, what was it for you? What was it like for you in the sense you had to wake up early, take uh, the physical kind of effort that you had to put in? Because uh, if you show a little bit of laziness, uh, the kid won't be motivated enough as well. You had a big responsibility along those lines. Well, I can tell you that for the last 28 years, uh, tennis has been the absolute core around which our whole family has revolved. You know, it, it, the whole family has really, really stepped in. And if Sanya has made it, it's Team Sanya that has won. And that includes my wife, it includes my younger daughter, it includes a lot of other people as well. So it is, as, as, the, uh, as the father, I was probably the captain of the ship. And we had to see that uh, it didn't, uh, it, it sailed properly. And uh, uh, we had to see that whatever problems came our way, we had to overcome them. And uh, that, that was my job, basically. But uh, I think the one thing I was very particular about right from day one was that, uh, you know, there should be absolutely no pressure whatsoever on Sanya as far as winning matches and, uh, and, uh, and uh, going to the top of the game was concerned. It was always about enjoyment. And as, as uh, someone coming from, the, from a sporting family, I understood 
that uh, parental pressure can be a very serious thing and that can destroy a person. And uh, that's something that I eliminated from her game. That's something that people, you know, would, were surprised that uh, under pressure, Sanya always came up firing. And I think that uh, one, uh, that's probably the biggest role that I have played in her career was, uh, you know, eliminating any kind of pressure uh, under uh, pressure cooker situations. I assure you that was the right way to go about it. Now, uh, let's talk about the financial part of it. It is not a cheap sport, tennis, at no point in time. Uh, well, you could say, you know, there was a point in time when uh, the requirement for her, for keeping her afloat on the tennis circuit was about 50 lakhs a year, and I was earning about 10,000 a month. So it took a lot of sacrifice. We needed to find sponsors. We needed to listen to what the sponsor said, which was, uh, which was not easy. You know, you had, when they were paying someone who had not yet made it big, they were expected a lot out of that. And we went through difficult times. But uh, the, the one thing that me and my wife decided was that what had to be done had to be done. And we saw to it that, uh, you know, they, we managed to, 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 to get everything uh, sorted before, before, uh, before it fizzled out. Now comes the interesting question. Did uh, Sanya ever think of going away from tennis in the early teens? I remember talking to an icon's father some, some years ago, and he was telling me that he had also organized uh, uh, coaching on credit. And this boy suddenly at 16, 17 says he wants to go to tennis because he fell in love with somebody. Uh, did uh, Sanya ever, ever, ever think, you know, that she has to go away from tennis? You will be surprised that uh, the, I had always kept the doors open for her, that any day she didn't uh, enjoy the game, she could just walk away from the sport. It was never about playing for us or for anybody else. It was playing for herself and for enjoyment. That's what sport is all about. That's something that I've learned all my life. That's something I believed in very, very strongly. Yeah, so now, I interestingly, interestingly enough, you said, you know, you never put uh, pressure on Sanya, that victory was the most important thing. Now, here comes a very interesting question. Now, was she inherently ambitious or was it something uh, that uh, competitiveness in her uh, you know, came in gradually as she started winning in the junior circuit? No, she was always somebody who needed to be first convinced that she could do something. Once she was convinced that she could do that, uh, there would be no, no holds kept. You know, she would just go after it uh, like a professional, even as a, as a teenager. And that's something that was very special to her. Once she decided that she was going to achieve something, she would make sure, and she was ready to go the extra mile for that. Like, uh, she started off a professional uh, circuit, you know, when she was very young. She could have continued a couple more years in the junior circuit, but the start was not great. Uh, what, what exactly was uh, going on through your minds, you know, both yours and Tanya's then? The thing was that, you know, we always made her play in an age group that was uh, ahead of her. Like when she was about, uh, when she was 12, she won the national under 14 and 16 titles on the same day. So I, I realized very early that, uh, you know, you had to be, be stay ahead of the competition nationally in order to compete internationally. And we saw to it that she played in an age group that was uh, ahead of her. And when she was 16 and she had already won the Junior Wimbledon, uh, she, we decided that it was time to move on. And even though there were, there were a lot of coaches who, who wanted her to play, win a couple more Grand Slams, maybe at the junior level. But we thought an additional one or two years uh, playing professionally would be of help to her because, you know, you don't get that kind of competition out here in India. And it's, you improve the, the most when you're playing against those top-level players in, in the international level. And that gave her an extra year or two for her to, to, to develop as a, as a tennis player professionally. 
don't get upset with me with the next question that I want to ask you. Did at any stage uh, the return on investment ever uh, sort of strike you? Uh, not a great start to the professional circuit. Uh, it was probably at the crossroads in a way. Did it ever occur to you? Because I've seen this happen in a lot of cases uh, in different sports. You know, it's fair enough. Parents spend a lot of time, put in a lot of effort, spend a lot of money. At some stage, the return on investment is a consideration. Uh, absolutely not in our case, because for us, sport is, is life for us, and sport is very important to us. And just uh, playing and winning the under 12 uh, 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 girls, uh, even the doubles title was big, big news for us and really satisfying for us. And we really enjoyed the fact that she was enjoying herself, doing well at the, whatever level she was playing. And we, as long as we, we could afford it, as long as we could keep the money coming in, she was never going to stop for that reason. Unless, of course, she stopped enjoying the sport, that the doors were always open. Like I told her, she could have walked away any time she liked. At what stage did you learn to compartmentalize uh, your thought process uh, as a parent and as a coach? Uh, that's that's a difficult thing to say because the fact is that you know normally in normal conditions when a when a parent's job ends that's when the coach's job starts off and when and it's vice versa but uh, when you are chipping in as both the coach and the parent or especially on tour it's more than a twenty four hour day for you you know there's there's never an end to the day you have to ensure that she eats on time she gets the right kind of food on time she sleeps on time is trained properly she gets enough physical fitness she. Uh, you have to make sure about the hotel accommodation to the next place when you, if she loses here or make, or make travel arrangements. You have to be the psychiatrist who tries to help her if she loses a match and is in a bad mood. So all these things put together, it was a big learning process for us as well, me and my wife. And, you know, it, we never realized probably if we had known the kind of stuff that goes into making a professional tennis player, we might never have even got into it. But... <laughs> 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 I was going to come to the next element. Like, uh, what is it to adjust emotionally and face the challenges as a parent and a coach as well? Because uh, you tend to think differently as a father and you tend to think differently as a coach. Yeah, the thing is, the one thing we decided was that, you know, we should never allow our negative emotions to ever seep into, into Sanya, the player. And we would, in fact, when I was coaching, when I was sitting in the player's box, I would always wear a dark glasses so that she never saw my eyes because the, the lips would be smiling, my mouth would be smiling, but the eyes would probably give me away that it was disappointing for me. So we made sure that she never felt any kind of disappointment. Even when he did feel, there was always a smile whether she won or lost. We always celebrated as a junior when she, she lost matches because that was a time when we had another uh, day where she was doing nothing the next day. So we would celebrate, go out for dinner and have a good time. And uh, that's that. This is probably where today's parents I found that you know they're, they're putting too much pressure, and I find that uh, and agonizing because as a coach, when I watch some of the kids, you know, uh, getting uh, uh, getting upset about the fact that their parents are are upset about their losses or they're not. Giving, for me, it was never about winning; it was about giving your best shot. And I think the only time I have ever ever been a little bit harsh on Sanya was when she was junior, and I thought she did not give her best. That was about it. But if she, a loss was never something to realize. The media plays an important role in any sports person's career, be it an individual sport or a team sport. Now, you being one of the journalists, was it an advantage or a disadvantage? Well, the biggest disadvantage as far as I was concerned was that, you know, Sanya was probably just when the, the electronic media was making its presence felt in the country. 
uh, that's the time Sanya was making her presence felt on the tennis courts. And uh, uh, the, I, I just felt that the electronic media did not know how to handle uh, a top-level uh, sporting icon who happened to be a woman, who happened to be reasonably decent-looking, who happened to know how to talk, who happened to know how to give it back, and also a performer. And uh, she had to pay a price for that. And uh, we, we were learning as well. And I, th I think the, the electronic media themselves were learning at that point of time, because the, 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 the other uh, women uh, sporting icons who came after Sanya probably didn't suffer the way Sanya did. But as a, as a journalist, I did have an advantage. And I did manage to, to salvage some of the problems that came, came my way. Thank you for being frank on that. Now, with Sanya going from strength to strength, your responsibilities would have uh, increased uh, by the day, in fact. You know, having to look after our training regimen, our uh, technical side of it, uh, the endorsements coming in, the media relations. Now, it was very difficult for uh, somebody to handle all that and handle it well enough. Uh, like I said, it was always Team Sanya that was that was performing. If Sanya won on the tennis court, it was Team Sanya with my wife, my younger daughter too, who sacrificed a lot as uh, in in terms of time. She was she was almost a single parent child because one of us was always traveling. So in that sense, we had actually allocated different jobs to our to ourselves. My wife would take care of our hotel accommodation, a flight booking. She she happened to be a travel agent, so that helped out. I took care of the tennis aspect. I took, I was initially in the junior days when we had to keep the kitchen fires burning. It was my wife who was traveling with Sanya, and then once she turned professional, that's when I started traveling. I had to give up my profession and started traveling with her. So those were the adjustments we made. Like yeah, I said, it had on, to be yeah. Later on, um, you roped in uh, the help of uh, Tony Roach, Bob Brett, and Gromel. And you would have learned a lot uh, traveling uh, with Tanya and uh, you know, uh, interacting with those great guys who took coaching once they play, uh, finished playing tennis. Uh, absolutely. You know, uh, we were not able to afford uh, these top-level coaches for a long time. In fact, when Tony Roche was working with Sanya, he was also working with Roger Federer at that time and had the opportunity to, to you know, mingle with the Roger as well at that, that early stage of Sanya's career. And... Uh, uh, the one one good thing that I saw in these foreign coaches who were also top level coaches was that they were they were not at all hesitant to to give away knowledge that they had and and they would actually take me on the court. They realized that I couldn't afford them for more than a two three four weeks at a time, and they would actually explain to me what I needed to and that that knowledge still remains with me and I still use it today when I've been working with Sanya almost single handedly since two thousand and twelve. How did controversy affect you? or Sanya for that matter, because for no fault of uh, Sanya, controversies seem to chase her uh, now and then. Yeah, you know, and, uh, my wife and I would uh, form a cocoon around Sanya so that it never reached her. We, we, we would try to keep it, keep her away from it as far as possible, possible. but it did affect us, uh, no doubt about it. You know, we, we actually, that was probably one point when we thought we might have bungled by getting her into professional tennis. Uh, the, the pressures were high, you know, the, it was a difficult times for us, no doubt about it, but it was the tennis and Sanya's performances that kept us going. Would you attribute those controversies to troublemongers or jealousy of some in the fraternity or what triggered those controversies? Because uh, you would never come across Sanya ever make uh, outlandish statements or being in the face or whatever. Uh, like I told you, the, the, the electronic media particularly was still learning at that point of time. They were new to, in, in India. And uh, 
uh, I think they didn't understand what uh, how the, the way they needed to treat a performer who was performing for the country. Also, she was someone who would speak her mind out, you know, and uh, that that was probably didn't go down well with some of the professional uh, uh, journalists. And uh, she had to pay a price for that, which is fair enough. Uh, you know, later on, I've uh, I've had very good relations with the with the media. But uh, I think one thing I need to point out is that we never had any problems with the sporting media. It was once she became big enough for the sport sporting media, and then it was the pasty media that that came in. That's when we had the problems, and that's when we had to back off a little bit. Uh, our singles career was looking good, and uh, she was making rapid strides. And then comes the wrist injury in 2013. That must have been heart wrenching, wasn't it? Well, yes, and it wasn't easy to get Sanya to give up singles. Believe me, because uh, she always believed she had it in her to be a top ten player. But uh, once she had the surgery, she she had three surgeries. Actually, she was uh, operated on both the knees as well as the wrist, and the wrist really was the most damaging one of the of the three. And uh, I realized then that she had she still had the potential to to maybe play in the top hundred of the of the world, which was very good because considering the fact that she's the only. Uh, Indian woman ever in the last 125 years to have even got into the top 100. But my point of view was that you know her best ranking of 27 would be something that would be hard to emulate for her as well after the after the surgery. And I've always believed that as a doubles player, I, you won't believe this, but uh, I I said this almost 10 years before she actually became a superstar in doubles. I told this to the media that uh, when they asked me that whether they thought that uh, she could be a top five player or a number one player of the world in singles, I said. I don't think so, but I think I do believe that she has the potential to be number one in the world in doubles. I said this ten years before she actually became number one in the world. So th that's when I decided that you know, when, if she was not going to better her 27 mark, it might be better for her to try and become number one in the world in doubles, which was the only way to go by by skipping the singles. You've been proved right, and in a way, looking back now, uh, you would probably uh, see that wrist injury, which forced her to get into doubles, as a blessing in disguise. Would you? Well, if she hadn't had that, I think she could have been a top ten player in singles. I believe she had the potential if she did not have the three three major injuries that she had and the three surgeries. So that is something that you you rue a little bit. But then uh, I believe in destiny, and I think she was destined to be number one in the world in doubles. Now injuries can always be daunting. It can always, you know, test you in many ways, especially uh, mentally. And your patience is really tested when somebody has an injury. Now, uh, for the entire Sanya team, uh, it could have been really sort of frustrating, wasn't it? Uh, injuries at the wrong time. Yes, of course, injuries are part and parcel of the sports person's career. But still, when it happens, uh, it's uh, very, very difficult. It's almost traumatic for uh, the team that is handling the sports person. Yeah, but I agree with you. But uh, you know, then again, like I said, we the team decided that uh, the the dejection would never show up to Sanya, and we were the one who we were trying our best to try and get her back. And she had a great great support staff uh, in in my family and some of the coaches that she worked, some of the trainers she worked with. And she and once she was convinced that she had the ability to make a comeback, I think she decided, okay, now I have to give it a shot. And once she decides something, I've known her as a personality. You know, she will she will give it her all, and that's what she did, and that's what helped her come back. Now, uh, let's talk about Imran, the coach, Sanya, the player. What were the discussions like? Was she absolutely receptive, or there would be a lot of uh, arguments? You had to convince her. How did that work? 
you know, Raman, you would know you've been coaching women. So, you know, it's never <laughs> easy coaching women. You have to work on it. <laughs> so, uh, I would time myself. You know, being a parent, I had the advantage that I could time myself. Uh, after a bad loss, I, that's never the time to speak to a woman. You you wait it out. You know, we, we wouldn't even talk about the match. And maybe two days down the, down the road, at breakfast, we would discuss when she was more amenable to listening to what you were saying. There's no point in saying something that's not going to be absorbed. And uh, that was something I was very, very sensitive about. And I understood my daughter better than anyone else. Yeah, I was going to come to that because uh, while the dual role of parent coach can be difficult, uh, but you would definitely have the advantage as a parent in, in as so far as communication is concerned. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, she had so much faith in me and still does that even when the topmost coaches of the world were talking to her, she would discuss it with me and tell me to go and talk to them and maybe get back to her with the, in, in a language that she understood better. So she had that faith. And even when she had traveling coaches instead of me, when I was still not take, I hadn't taken over completely as a coach, uh, the coaches would go and, you know, try, try and uh, look at the next potential opponent to try and study their game. She was never satisfied with that until I went and took a look at, at the opponent. Uh, she had that faith. And, and I probably had an eye. I've been told by a lot of coaches on tour that while Sanya was given the, the talent to, to perform at the highest level, she was also given a father who understood the game as well as you did. Yeah, the, the thing is that, uh, uh, incidentally, uh, she achieved a lot when you again reverted back to you know, coaching her full time. Uh, what would you attribute that to? Uh, better rapport as uh, a father and a daughter? Or it's just that uh, you knew her game better or she uh, thought that you could be the best guide and you knew her game better uh, as well? Yeah, I think it took a little while for that trust to, to kick in and it did. When it did, then she had complete faith and that's what actually helped her. But uh, let me tell you that the kind of phenomenal talent that she has been gifted with that is something that actually carried her apart from everything else. Of course, you need, it needed to be nurtured, and probably I was there to help her with that. But, uh, but when she started out in 2005, I remember uh, a top-level coach, Sven Gronefeld, who later went on to, to uh, coach uh, Maria Sharapova and also became a very dear friend of mine today. He came up to me in 2005. I didn't know him then. And he said, you know, Imran, there is something I need to speak to you about. And I said, yeah. And he said, uh, you know, I watched your daughter play, and... Uh, there's, there are a few technical flaws in her game, no doubt about it. You know, she hasn't been taught the right things. There are a few things that can be, that can be modified for sure. But he said, I've been in, on the circuit for 20 years, and in 20 years, I've never seen a raw talent of the kind that she has shown over here. And that's something that stayed with me, you know, that, uh, that, and that's the talent that she had. You needed a talent of that, that magnitude to break out of the non-existent system that we have in India or had in India at that point of time. It's marginally better today, but still, it's a long way to go. Yeah, that's exactly what makes her achievement uh, fantastic because, you know, when she started off, as you said, there's not much of infrastructure and uh, there were a lot of challenges. Now, the thing is that Sanya is an icon now. Over the years, could you really ever enjoy her triumphs uh, either as a parent or as a, or as a coach, because you had to exercise some restraint, isn't it? Uh, I didn't get that question. Can you just repeat that? No, I said over the years, uh, you could not have really sort of enjoyed the success either as a parent or as a coach, because you had to show some restraint, because you can't get 
uh, carried away. Yeah, well, the, the Raman, the thing is, whether we showed it or not, the fact was just watching her play at the highest level, whether she was winning or losing, we enjoyed the struggle as well. It wasn't just about winning. It was about about being there, you know, at a level where no one had ever imagined. I, I remember when she started out playing tennis in India, one of the coaches came up to me and said, you have to prepare for the day, sir, when she's going to be the under-14 state ranking champion. So that was as far as our coaches could think at that point of time. So to have gone on to win Wimbledon and whether even if she lost the final year or there, it was disappointing, yes, but it was something that we are thrilled to be there. Sanya is no doubt an icon, a lot of uh, Grand Slam uh, events winner. But now let the parents come out of it. I want you to answer as a coach. If she were to have improved on something uh, with respect to her tennis, what would that be? Uh, without a doubt, I will say herself. Because, uh, you know, when she came onto the scene, uh, she had... Uh, she had an amazing forehand. It was a God gift. Like uh, you, it's, it was unbelievable the forehand that she played even at, at an early stage of her career. She, her backhand was iffy. Her physical fitness level was poor. Her first serve was weak, and second serve was barely existent. Actually, she won Junior Wimbledon. She won Junior Wimbledon with that. And uh, it was the forehand that was something quite, you know, a gift to her from God, I believe. Uh, that was something. So the serve would be something. There was, there was a technical fault, which was uh, diagnosed at the age of 16. Uh, we tried at the highest level from the topmost coaches, like from Tony Roche to Bob Brett to Sven Gronefeld, to try and modify that. It was a bit too late. They said the fault that she had that needed to have been corrected before she was 14 years of age. And 16 was too late for that. And so whatever, it was a compromise. Whatever we did with the serve was a compromise. It's very important for a sports person to have a strong support system, especially at home. And you run, uh, you uh, earn the right to speak about it. Now, uh, have you seen a lot of talent fade away because that support system was lacking in uh, their homes? Have you seen a lot of talent go away? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no doubt about that. The thing is that uh, I feel in Sanya's success, there was destiny involved because everything fell into place, whether it was my ability to, 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 to speak the way that she understood, whether it was my wife's talents to do the things that needed to be done, whether it was my younger daughter who was ready to sacrifice for her for the success of her elder sister, whether it was uh, Sanya's temperament and uh, what I had learned, what my wife had learned over the years, all fell into place for Sanya's tennis. And it, it was, I believe it was destiny. When I watch, I've, I've seen some talent, uh, but the, I, I, I'm disappointed with, the, with some of, the, with some of the, the way the, the parents have handled the careers. There are a lot of careers that have faded away. One, there's been too much pressure being put on the players. That's something I disagree with. It might have worked with a few top-level players, but I don't believe in it. Even if it works to help them succeed in tennis, I think it leaves a mark on them as, as, a, as a player on their personality, as a person. Uh, and, and that's something that uh, I, I, I do not uh, recommend. You know? So I believe in enjoying sport as a family. I believe in learning a lot from the sport. I believe sport can be very much a part of life, should be a part of life forever, even at the age of 75. I believe uh, sport is everything for me. For all those parents out there who have ambitions for their children, especially in sports, what would be your advice on parenting a sports person? I think the first thing you need to do is stop putting pressure. Because I've, I've spoken to a, a few players who went on to become, say, a top 200 player in the world. 
and they say, and I and I went up to them and said, "You seem to be putting a lot of pressure on yourself. Why? Why do you? Why do you do that?" And they they came up to me and said that, uh, uh, you know, uh, when we were when when we were very young, it was the parents who put a lot of pressure on us, and now they they do not do that anymore. But we've learned to do that when we put pressure on ourselves. So that's something that actually holds them back. It's it's you have to enjoy the sport to actually come out and flower in it at the, at the highest level. And uh, this has been a standing uh, invitation for Sanya for the last uh, what twenty eight years. The day she stops enjoying it, walk away. And she has never walked away. No, as Sanya's marriage to another international sports person reduced your burden, or has it doubled? <laughs> But you tell me. <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> Well, we've enjoyed challenges. We've enjoyed challenges. Uh, as sportsmen, you would understand that you know the challenges are something we like to take on. So yeah. yes, it's a challenge, and uh, we've done well for ourselves. And Shoaib has done well for himself, and Sanya has done well for herself. Uh, what I meant was that now, now you know, Shoaib knows how uh, what it takes, and you know when to communicate what. Along those lines, has he been of help to you as well, in a way? Well, yes, I think he understands very well that if Sanya has had a bad day on on court or he has had a bad day on 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 the cricket field, they they both understand that that uh, they wouldn't be uh, amenable to to talk unnecessarily. They like to be in their own shell, and that's something that a sportsman can understand. You know that that's uh, that they need to be comfortable in their own skins on th those kind of days, and that's something that probably they understand and that really helps. But uh, at the same time, like the time they spend together is probably not enough because each one is busy in their own own sphere, and that's something that uh, that can get daunting at times. But uh, under the circumstances, I think they've done really well for themselves. Yeah, that's uh, always a price you pay, you know, uh, for being involved actively in sport, and that was the top level. Now your association obviously will continue with tennis. You got your academy going. Uh, can you just tell us exactly what goes on in the academy? Uh, we've got uh, nine hard courts. I, I, you know, like I said, when Sanya started out, we had to wait for a couple of hours each day to get a hold of a court which belonged to a gentleman who in his house right, because he was sleeping. So that was something that always hurt me. That you know, uh, someone who wants to play tennis should have the facilities, and we had to go miles and miles away from our country even to 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 try and get the best uh, facilities and infrastructure that we needed to to come up in the sport. And that was something that was very dear to me to provide that infrastructure to the country and to my city. And to our state, and that's what we try to do. It's it's a it's a twelve uh, court uh, facility in in Hyderabad, the Sanya Mirza Tennis Academy, with nine hard courts of international level. They've been made by Mahesh Bhupati's company. He was the one who made the uh, the Australian Open courts as well. So they are absolutely the same quality. And I was very particular that even if we had to spend money, extra money on that, we would give them the the perfect court that you needed. Which would prevent any kind of injuries that can come up with cheaper courts. It's a four-acre facility. We have three clay courts as well. We have a swimming pool. We have now a residential quarters out there for players who come in for tournaments as well as for training. We have a gymnasium. So it's a complete state-of-the-art facility, and we would like to create as many international champions and players from here. I have succeeded in producing another Olympian in the form of Pratna Thomare, who's who partnered Sanya at the Rio Olympics. And I'm very proud of that. I'm sure that's uh, one of uh, the many to come from your stable. Now, as a father and as a coach, I want you to tell me what is it that you would want Sanya to achieve in the uh, near future. One wish well, I, as a father, one wish as a coach. 
as a coach, uh, well, obviously, the, the only thing missing is the is the Olympic medal. You know, they came very close to it, but missed out. But I believe in destiny again. So if she's destined, she will still win it. And uh, apart from that, you know, I would like her to get back to the best level she possibly can, even now. She's trying to make a point that uh, that when she, after marriage and after a child, life doesn't end. And maybe she may not get back to number one. But whatever she does, if she competes at the highest level, I'm very happy with that. I have very few ambitions left as far as the tennis is concerned. I'm sure still there's a lot left for her to uh, contribute uh, and achieve as well. Grandson, uh, keeping you busy these days? Absolutely. Uh, probably the one thing I wish maybe another grandson might, might help. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on that note... Uh, Thanks a lot, Imran. It's been fantastic having you and thanks for being candid. And I hope you enjoyed the chat as much as I did. Uh, wish you and uh, Sanya and everybody else in the family the very best in the future. Take care and stay safe. For all the viewers, we'll be back next week again with another... Uh, Absolute pleasure. pleasure. Thank you very much. For all the viewers, thank you for being with us. And we'll be back uh, with another episode next week. And uh, it will be based on uh, cricket, but not totally cricket, the science that goes behind that particular function. Uh, stay safe, be well, and look after yourself. Good night, and I'll catch up with you in a week's time.